Hey everyone, welcome to the Voice of Social Sales. I'm your host, Chelsea Pites. A big thank you if you are a returning listener and subscriber. I appreciate you and thank you so much for returning. If this is your first time listening to the show, you're in the right place. If you want to learn all things real estate and social media, how to build a powerful personal and human brand, and generate leads through connection and community. Let's make sure that we're connected on the gram. I have a ton of free trainings on my IGTV channel and a free download from my book, What to post. You can grab that on my Instagram profile link. And of course, I always offer a free Instagram bio audit. All you have to do is follow me and send me a message that you're coming from the show and you'd love to have your audit. So excited that you're here. Let's get into the show. All right. We are back for another episode of one of our favorite guests of the show, Skylar Irvine, who is a prolific marketer, specifically in the real estate niche or niche. And we're going to be talking about that today. We're talking about niches (laughs) and maybe there are people who are going to say niches or niches, but I'm excited because you just came out with another book and I believe it's already a bestseller. I think it just came out and, you know, took off. So congratulations, Skylar, tell us who you are, what you do and your latest book. Tell us about it. We're excited to hear. Well, thank you so much for having me, Chelsea. I really appreciate it. And yes, despite all the stress and and the anxiety that comes with getting a book released uh, during a a pandemic with kids at home and and all that jazz, uh, I finally did get that email from the publisher last Friday that it hit the bestseller on three categories. And um, it's it's always been easier for me to talk about my failures and my successes. So it's even hard to even talk about it. But man, I was really excited to get that email. Um, book was released last Tuesday on the 27th. Um, and it's out now everywhere. And I couldn't be more excited. Yay, that is so awesome. And it is a bit surreal when you write a book and then you get news like that. And you're just like, oh, but it kind of feels like, oh, I thought I'd be like jumping up and down, but you're right. It feels a little odd to hear something so amazing about something that you spent so much time creating. Um, and and so let's talk about the title. What is the title? And, and let's dive into it. Uh, niche, please. And whether you say niche or niche, um, <laughs> the good thing about it is it doesn't matter because the book is helpful for you to find your uh, business niche, which I like to call your biz niche, uh, content niche, and media niche. And essentially, I wrote this for the people who struggle with social media because it's confusing and overwhelming. Uh, they're successful in business, or they've built a small business, or maybe they've uh, been working part time. They're going to take their business full time, but they feel like they're behind on all the social media stuff. Where do I start? I've hired my niece. She does my Facebook and it doesn't work. Social media doesn't work for us. That's a common thing I hear from a lot of people. So I wrote this book for that person to give them clarity of mostly what not to do. And you can, you feel a lot more confident with not being distracted when you know that what you're doing is the right thing. Um, when we dive into the content niche and the media niche, it's really kind of breaking down the categories of, okay, how do I write a book about social media that isn't outdated in five minutes? And (laughs) it was a challenge, but that was the goal of these things aren't new. The technology changes, but the, the categories kind of remain the same and play to your strengths and find your customers and reach them. And this book tells stories about how we shifted from radio to television and people didn't know how to advertise on television. And the first 
television commercials was someone in a radio booth reading the ad and they just filmed it and put it on TV thinking that would be a commercial and think about where commercials are today. So we run into the same problems when Facebook rolls out a video platform and people are posting YouTube links wondering why it doesn't work. Well, you just have to be uh, conscious of the platform you're on and, and really embrace what you're doing. So if you have a clear understanding of, okay, here's the type of content I need to be creating to reach the audience I need to be reaching and here's where their intention already is, well, then it's a lot easier to focus on where you should be spending your time in the social media content creation world. Um, additionally, there is a lot of info here about the person who's maybe really good at building that audience, but doesn't know how to monetize it, doesn't know how to create a business out of it. Um, so for that person that's maybe graduating in, in, from college or high school and wants to focus on creating a business, um, this outlines kind of how to find your niche in business as well. Um, whether or not you're in real estate selling um, properties in a, in a specific neighborhood, uh, or you're trying to sell a product nationally uh, on Instagram, it's important to kind of follow these same steps of finding your audience, finding where the people who are likely to buy from you are, and then creating content and community and engagement in those areas and not worry about the other stuff because the other stuff will keep you from finding success in the places that matter. I love that. And I, I, I'm, I'm looking at your table of contents right now. And, you know, I, I think the first thing on there, and I'm sure this isn't, this isn't on accident, you know, you did this by design, but I love it. I feel like, you know, yes, everybody needs to read this, but if you just read one thing, it's the first line on the table of contents that says, do less, achieve more. So talk about this concept of doing less and achieving more. It's, definitely not about being lazy obviously it's not about really doing it's 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 getting over the obstacle of being busy to avoid being productive and i see it in a lot of different instances of whether or not someone says hey i'm going to start my youtube channel but first i have to buy a new camera the camera gets delivered and it sits on their desk for 6 months because now they have a new project. They're not starting a YouTube channel. They're learning how this camera works. Mm -hmm. um, so you think you're, you're taking more on and you're being more um, proactive, but really you're giving yourself more reasons not to do the thing you know you should be doing. Mm -hmm. um, by not trying to be on every platform all the time for the sake of just being there, your focus is now on being in the place that matters the most and really maximizing it not worrying about what the next big thing is if the current big thing is really working well for you. Uh, it's not about finding one small category and being that place forever, but it's focusing on that until it's a self-sustaining system for you. And then you can experiment with pivoting into new areas or repurposing what you've currently done. Um, the big message that I'd want the takeaway to be is it's like when you're playing Mario Brothers, like the video game back in the day when, when you died, you had to go all the way back to the beginning. But when you when you did that, it wasn't like you were completely starting over because you at least knew what you needed to do. You knew who to avoid and how to get to the level you're at before. Um, sometimes it's a bummer to have to start all over, but you're starting at a at a much better position than you were before. Whether or not you've lost your job and you feel like the world has passed you by because you don't know how to do TikTok, like that's not true. If you've got 20 years of experience in any type of industry, you, no one can really compete with that. That's harder to get than learning how to create your message on TikTok. Um, so that's kind of the clear message that I wanted to say is that the information that you have is your superpower, that is your value add. 
And when you want to use it to, to go from YouTube to Facebook, it's definitely not starting over. It's building on that next thing. And the more hyper-focused you are, the better you are on that one platform. It makes the next one that much easier. Mm -hmm. Trying to do two things at once will take you twice as long with less success. And it, it leads to burnout. And we saw that a lot recently as, as a lot of content creators are taking more and more breaks because it's a ton of work to maintain and do. Um, too many people get focused on the wrong things and they want to do what their competitors are doing, even if it doesn't make any sense for them or their business. So if you can remove that anxiety, focus on doing less, but being more effective with it, then you're able to actually definitely achieve a lot more. So you mentioned, um, you know, figuring out what matters the most for you and maybe what platform. And so how do you guide your customers and, and through the book of, of how do you figure out, you know, what if you are that person who has just either by choice left an industry that you've been working in for 20 years and you're doing something different and you are feeling overwhelmed by TikTok and Reels and all the things how do you um, determine what you think might be the best place for you? Or if you are deciding between two or three, like, you know, should I do a YouTube? Should I do a podcast? So how are you helping um, people determine what may be the best fit for them? So that is a fantastic question. And it really comes down to understanding what your strengths are, what the market opportunities are, and where the attention is of the people you need to reach. And this book does a really good job of giving you all the tools you need to come away from it knowing, okay, this is where I need to be headed. And understanding that it's really just uh, looking, listening, watching, or reading. And all content is that essentially, whether it's billboards, whether it's radio, whether it's Facebook and, and TikTok, it all comes down to that type of content. And when you understand, okay, if my business is in this category and there's not a lot of people doing podcasts, but there are a lot of people doing newsletters, then podcasts make more sense than newsletters in that sense. If you're great at conversating and you hate the camera and you're petrified of hitting that record button, well, then it makes sense to just avoid doing video if it feels like work, if it feels stressful for you. And that helps you kind of find, okay, based on my personal strengths, based on marketing opportunities, based on what my business actually is and what type of content like serves it very well, where are my opportunities and which ones make sense? So you start to kind of go through a rating system of, okay, I can cross off this category and head more into this category. And going from something like, okay, we've got a very visual product. It'd be nice to show videos behind the scenes and, and create content around that. What can we do consistently? Well, then it comes down to like who your customers are because now video is offered on multiple platforms. Uh, if you're serving a national audience, YouTube always makes so much sense because of its discoverability. And maybe that makes sense for you. If you're trying to reach more of a micro-targeted audience, Instagram allows you to do that a little bit more with, with ad targeting and building the local community and, and engaging in hashtagging. So um, once you kind of go through this process with knowing what your business is in mind, it gets easier and easier to cross off what doesn't make sense and, and move up the list of things that do. Because every business is different. And every three years, the market shifts and the market changes. Um, I see a lot of people who are in categories like finance or legal who are less 
likely to want to go into like a video type platform or podcast, but there's all these newsletters and magazines and conferences that people spend tons and tons of money on. Well, to me, that tells me there's a huge opportunity to be that YouTube channel. If you've got to worry about these extra regulations and stuff, well, then so does everyone else. So if you put all your eggs into that basket, you have less competition from day one. And that gives you a lot more advantage than trying to be the 14th best newsletter, for example. Um, so it, it, it's more of, a, of an art than a science. Like it's, it's formulaic, but it's also constantly adapting and playing to your own strengths. And it also lets you know that if you're in a platform that's working for you, if your content's working for you, if your business is growing and everything is great, well, then when Clubhouse is huge and goes viral, you have the confidence to say, you know what, I'm just going to skip this one. I'm, I'm not worried about it. It's, it's not for me. And whether or not it takes off or whether or not it's big and flash in the pan and then everything, everyone else copies it. Um, you know, you didn't waste a lot of time trying to just chase this shiny object because it never made sense from you in the beginning. So you mentioned the word formulaic. I wrote that down. <clears throat> and the way that I'm, uh, you've laid out the book is, I would say, quite formulaic, which I appreciate. I like that too. But you know, what's interesting to me is you break down into three main sections. And I hadn't thought about it like this before. There's the business section, there's the content section, then there's the media section. So talk a little bit about how you decided to define those three differently and, and kind of what you need to do once you've decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is my platform. Uh, and, and now I need to look at these three areas. It was not easy. It was a lot of back and forth, a lot of changing um, because it's really hard to define what social media is today. Like is YouTube social media or is it just a platform? Um, so this is, these are the categories that we came up with. And the business is, is first because it really focuses on the individual, like we hear audience avatar all the time, but it's really, who are you trying to reach? What is your business? And you need to know, like, if you have a business, who are you trying to reach? What do you need them to do? Why will they do that? And that answers what your niche is. So if you're a realtor in a competitive area, but you are a divorced mother who helps single moms find their first homes post-divorce, well, all of a sudden you've really niched down a very crowded category. So now you know that you need to reach other people who are like you. And that allows you to kind of find, okay, well, now I know who I'm trying to reach. If you move on to the type of content niche, it's okay, like, what can you actually do? Are you super busy? Do you have a ton of time? Can you create an awesome production podcast or do you need to do something from your phone? And the right answer isn't the same for everyone. And the right answer changes for a lot of people. So it kind of helps guide you towards the right answer that makes the most sense for you. If you're awesome on camera, there's just a huge advantage with doing video. If you can do it, not everyone can. So if you can't just cross it off your list and go on to the other categories. Um, and then that kind of just ends up with the media niche of, okay, if you end up creating some type of pillar of content, for example, like a podcast or like a YouTube channel or like just a video series, um, it's really kind of, okay, well, where will my videos serve the best places? And that really comes down to the final, the final answer of where, where are the people you're trying to reach spending their time? And if you're someone you brought up earlier, are you trying to decide between TikTok and Reels? Well, the answer is usually which type of people are you trying to reach? Are you trying to reach more people briefly or a specific group of people that are more likely to buy from you on, on a different platform? Um, and, and that really kind of, and my, my hope is to remove the anxiety for a lot of people who just don't start at all because it's also overwhelming. 
and they hit a point where eventually where they're just like, I can't keep up anymore. And then there's a clubhouse that comes out of nowhere. Then there's a, a new feature on a, on a place that they already liked. And they think, well, I love Instagram, but now none of my posts do well because I have to do reels and I don't know what this is and, and feeling confused and, and stressed about it. Uh, this will give you the, the, the tools you need to, to remove a lot of that anxiety. Okay, great. I, I want to talk a little bit about sort of the the wrapping up too of what and it's woven through um, each of the chapters is of course about content, um, and and you get this question all the time, and as do I. Is okay, great. I love it. Um, yes, I want to focus and, and work smarter, not harder. And, and then you get to your proverbial, whether it's real or on you know whiteboard or or your notebook, and you're like, oh my gosh, what what do I talk about? What, what content, what do I post? So do you have somewhat of a formula or a template that, you know, can help people get started as like, you know, maybe it's categories or buckets or pillars. Like how do you help people say, okay, here's what we're going to look at. Do you have two major categories, three, four, what do you think is working for the majority of everyday content creators? And this is not their job, <laughs> they are working in the field of real estate and then they also happen to make content. <laughs> yeah, the, the clear distinction is understanding that you work in real estate and also do content. Mm -hmm. Because the, the misnomer is, well, I, I need to now be an influencer to subsidize my real estate career. And it's not. You're, the, the goal, and maybe you do want to be an influencer, but really the goal for most business people should be, I want to use this tool to make more business because this tool offers something that you never had in the past. Um, in the past, if you wanted to compete with people, you had to spend money, you had to out advertise and technology has removed those barriers. So it's really exciting to be the underdog and it's scarier to be the top dog because every time there's a new technology that comes out, the top dog is now vulnerable to that. And if you want to just take that vulnerability and have that be your strength, well, now you can be your number one in a category where you weren't before. Um, um, when it comes down to what to post, I mean, everything from the basics of if I've never posted anything before in my life, understanding that by trying to copy the people that are ahead of you, you're never going to catch up. They already exist. You can't catch a race car driver by doing what they're doing. You're always going to be behind. And there's just not room for that. It's really what are value adds to the people that you are trying to reach? When it goes all the way back to your audience avatar of who you're trying to reach, what does a value add for them? And it's rarely ever sales. It's rarely ever, here's how great we're doing. It's really simple to just take a question that every customer asks you and say, if they have this question, someone else probably does too. That's a piece of content. Um, providing value, entertaining, informing, inspiring. Those are the types of content that always win. And the content that fails and the reason we get mad at algorithms is because we do something that worked for someone else. It doesn't work for us. And we think it's because of the algorithm. And that's definitely not the case. There's a lot of reasons it doesn't work. Mostly it is because it already worked. So it's not going to work again. Um, that's the type of thing that you really want to avoid as someone who's typically a part-time content creator. Showing what you do, showing the value you add is really easy to do when it doesn't feel like work. And that's where I want you to kind of come away from with this book. And you kind of mentioned the formula, the format of it. It's really easy to go back and find specific things. You can jump around if you need to, if certain things don't apply, but the actual basics of just understanding like 
anytime you're stuck, you just kind of work yourself backwards. Okay. What is my business? What am I trying to do? Who is my audience? Is this working? Is this, is this too niche or is this wide enough for me to make a profit? Okay. How much time do I have to dedicate to content? Should I do doing one piece of content a day or should I do one big piece of content and then repurpose that for other things and moving forward? And, and this type of system will give you goals to then start A, B testing the things that are working and not working instead of trying to take, okay, this piece of content, I'm going to post it on LinkedIn, Facebook, Google pages, and, and TikTok. And then whichever one does best, that's where I'm going to spend more time on. But if, you're, if your clients or customers aren't spending time on any of those places, it doesn't matter how viral the post goes because your business is still not making money. Right. And also just to mention, because I recently posted about this, you know, going viral doesn't necessarily mean anything, <laughs> um, you know, truly, a, a, truly, absolutely experience it too. the piece, the pieces of content that I've personally had go viral, didn't plan it, like wasn't even, you know, a second thought and all the stuff that I really spent time on did not go viral. Yeah. Um, and really nothing happened. It's not as if, I, you know, that no, nobody knocked on my door from Instagram and was like, hey, you went viral and that means something. So um, def definitely a difference between views and value there. And um, so I think to wrap up to uh, you give some tips in the book about momentum. And so maybe just one or two of your of your top tips there to to keep going. What what are your your know your advice for people out there who who need to get that momentum started? It's always start way, way easier than you want mm -hmm. and, and be really kind to yourself. You mm -hmm. don't, you don't come out of the, out of the gate saying, I'm going to post every day at 10 AM. And then you miss one. You feel like you, you failed that week. It's if you're going to do a podcast, you're going to post on LinkedIn, whatever it happens to be, whatever rules you want to give yourself out of the gate, make them not that stringent, double it, double the length of time. So instead of doing one podcast a week, commit to one a month and then add to it. It's always easier to add than it is to take away. Cause the second you take away, it feels like it's not working. It feels like you failed. And then it feels like it's you're on to the next thing and you're trying to find something else that's easier for you. Um, being much more like less hard on yourself throughout the entire process. Um, and use that in your content. I mean, you talked about the things that go viral for you aren't the things you plan out. The things that go viral are, are the natural human moments that people engage with. And that's the type of stuff of, of not trying to not trying to be this perfect avatar. Uh, we talk about authenticity and I see a lot of the mistake that people take is, all right, my authentic self is going to be a better version of me and I'm going to try to become that version. Well, that's literally not authenticity. You trying to be a different version of yourself, really embracing the authenticity and, and bringing people upon part of the journey and saying, hey, I'm, I'm, this is my business. I'm trying to do this. Who can help me? You'd be surprised how many people like to talk about what they know and they will help you. And that's a great way to kind of get that initial steps as you start to grow the content. As it gets bigger, you can start leveraging other audience. There's all those tools. A lot of those, a lot of that stuff exists. If you come out of this knowing that like YouTube is where I need to spending my time, there's countless free information of how to do well on YouTube on different types of, of industries and, and cameras and equipment. What I found is the market really lacked a, what's the first step? What should I be doing? Okay, I get all that, but my business is different. What should I do based on my business? And that's what I really wanted the answer in this book was to give you the tools to say, okay, here's the direction you need to take. And whether it's 10 years from now and all these platforms are different, 
all the core principles of this will hold up over time because of the same core principles that have lasted for the previous hundred years in advertising. I think that's the important key is that it is, as you mentioned, the core principles. So it doesn't matter if you can apply whatever you're teaching in this book to any platform today or tomorrow or three years from now. So thank you so much for sharing all of that incredible insight. Tell us where we can connect with you. Of course, I'll put everything in the show notes, but where can we connect with you? Where's the best place for people to find you um, and your book? Book. So find me on uh, SkylarIrvine.com. We just updated the website to coincide with a book release. Um, so it's easy as hub to find me. And the book is available everywhere, including Target, which is uh, driving my kids insane. They, of all the things I've ever done in my life, they're most proud that their dad made it into their favorite store. Um, but Amazon as well, Niche Please, um, wherever you buy your books. I appreciate it. That is so cool. I'm so, I know, I'm so excited that you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, congratulations. Well, definitely, um, since I do go to Target often, I will have to take a photo, a selfie, and send it to you when I, when I have the, the actual book in my hand. So thank you again so much for being here today. And as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Chelsea, thank you so much. You're incredible. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time, we will see you then. Bye, everyone.